Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsViews.com. I'm here in the studio with Amy Oztan of SelfishMom.com. Or now, no, 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 stop saying that. I have to stop <laughs> saying that. She's just Amy <laughs> You talked Oztan. about it for like three Wait, months Amy's before here. it happened. I can't. I can't. You're always going to be Selfish Mom. I can't. I can't. I don't have. I can't. <laughs> it's wow. okay. If they, that was such a visceral no, stop <laughs> saying that. No, it, well, you know, when you've spent all that money and time switching it. Um, but no, if they go to SelfishMom.com, they will still find me. So that's okay. I just can't. I'm, I can't. I'm sorry. Know. It's like the whole name discussion we had about baby names. Yep. It's like, I'm sorry, right. that's, what that's, what that's, that's what you are. That's what I am. But ask her how many people told her what a great blog name it was. Oh, my God. We went to an event. We were all at the event <laughs> Thursday am. night. And I swear more people than ever looked at my badge, which I hadn't told the, the organizers that I had changed the name. Oh, my God. SelfishMom.com. I love that name. <laughs> Thanks. I just changed it last week. You're, yeah. You're stopped. Funny. And Andrea Smith, yeah. technology guru. Same name. Journalist. Same name. Same Never name. changing your name. I checked into a hotel and the guy's like, really? You want me to just look you up by Smith or do you want to give me some more information? <laughs> It's so funny for a nice Jewish girl to have. Who who knew? And and you would think that I would have taken my husband's name, you know, which I do at home, you know, for my son, for school and everything. I am Andrea Stapleton. But, you know, otherwise I'm known as Andrea Smith. Well, once you've got it a must name have been like professionally. Smithowitz. It had to be it something else. It actually was yeah. Hungarian. Was um, my great-grandfather was a blacksmith and when they came through uh, Ellis Island it actually was called Lukatush uh, so I'm glad that's not my name <laughs> and Lucky Tush and uh, when they came through Ellis Island anybody whose trade was a locksmith a blacksmith right, or this that's why there's so many Smiths you're kidding right. no not kidding I had no idea yep that's what I found out that's how I became Smith huh yeah that's so you've Jewish been Smith a long Jewish. time that's yeah. funny <laughs> That's like that's a big one. All right. That's today's trivia. <laughs> yeah, really brought to you by. <laughs> if you answer that question in the comments. Ooh. Yeah, really. Um, so this today on the show, uh, we are talking about banning middle school. An article in NPR which talked about the study that came out on we all say middle school is the worst. It's and horrible. now there's proof yes. that middle school is the worst. And what should we be doing about it? I've always long believed that we should ban middle school. Um, and then we are going to talk about the Emmys, even though we're a few days out now from the Emmys. Um, we want to talk about it because we've been talking about it. And is the red carpet totally outdated? The whole way they ask women and uh. not men. Although I did watch Tim Gunn and Tim Gunn totally only talked about the men, which I loved. <laughs> um, and, you know, sort of the big snafus of the night, the... Twitter weirdness that always happens with live events. We're going to talk about Bill Cosby the bad Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. We're going to just tackle the Emmys, which is my favorite live event by far because TV is so much better than movies. No one even sees any of the movies that are nominated. TV is so much better. All right, so (laughs) let's jump right in to middle school. So this article was on NPR, which sounds funny because NPR's radio. So it was obviously a radio segment. This is the article based on it but um (laughs) it talks about that kids who are in k through eight or six through 12 schools right so different grade spans the k through eight kids do better have less bullying like 
way less bullying, which I thought was really interesting. And only, better grades. Only one in four kids at a K through eight schools uh, report being threatened or bullied, whereas one third of sixth graders in six to twelve report and being six bullied. to eight, right? And six to eight. Six to eight um, is the worst. <laughs> well, it's, it's not. It's the worst for the kids because they've got to go to a new school. It's the worst for the parents. I couldn't believe it when our kids started to get near that age, and I was like, "Wait, we have to find another school for them for just sixth through eighth grade." It's so stupid. Well, and you know, when I here in New York City, when I went to school, it was K through six, right? Sixth grade was when you left elementary school. So, well, mine was always five. Uh, we were six, so, so middle school was that seven and eight. It was just that weird two oh, that's years. Even worse. It was that's like even a dumping weird. ground. It was like it was like, it was you like Hit quarantine, right? It, it literally was like you quarantine these these you know hormone laden kids and just put them somewhere that, and let them duke it I out. I wonder what the history of middle school is because it's not yeah. in this article, but I do wonder if that has something to do with it. That that because kids start to hit puberty and develop, there was something about like seeing that with like first graders in the same building that just freaked people out. Just get them out of here. Just get them out. (laughs) Separate them out so all their hormones and all their changing bodies and all that stuff is just isolated in this other building and they're not near like the little five and six year olds and then we'll stick them in you know, high know. school later. I, can, I really can't for the life of me figure out why that delineation was ever made aside from space constraints in a building. You know, yeah. just went by Maybe time. Maybe that's you, it. Like, we, we need to, we, we have enough kids to fill this many grades. We need to do something different. I went through to a, a pre-K through eight school and it worked wonderfully. And I have to say, like, even then, middle school age was just hard. Like, it's right. just a hard time. It's when your peer group really starts to solidify it's you know all the hormones start dating and kissing Rebellion, and all of that you know, Rebellion, all of it yeah. and to not have to deal with a new school I, I didn't realize how lucky I was right well one of the things it says in this article is that it's about being the bottom dog all yeah. over again so in fifth grade you're like you know the hottest thing out there and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're this little sixth grader and to be honest the difference between sixth and eighth grade is crazy. I mean, that's part of the difference, too. I mean, all of a sudden, you're little, especially boys. Like, you'd yeah, see like you're little, 11 years old. There, these you know, boys were like 4'9", and then there's mm-hmm. like some eighth grader with a mustache mm-hmm. and a, you know, who's gigantic. Yeah. And a deep voice. And a deep voice. Yeah. And it's terrifying. And for some reason, middle school's also just, right, where the mean girl stuff starts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times where it starts and ends. Like, middle school's the, the worst. worst. It, it really is. So why do we perpetuate it if everyone agrees it's the worst so are they saying to just go from six to twelve just they're you know, saying combine either six no no to no six to twelve was bad wasn't it they, six they, to the twelve graders had just as bad experiences uh, as the as the six to eight so go k through they k said through eight. eight k through eight was the best hmm. and i think it's because you're in a safe space still you know the school there's just a tradition and it's like normal somehow to just be a freshman in high school but that freshman there's just not that same yeah, but figuring out the space i mean middle school generally means that's when kids start changing classes right they have mm-hmm. their homeroom then they go around they have different science classes and different math classes and you know especially in public schools where space is such a constraint and classroom sizes get bigger i don't know how you would manage um, having the K through five or whatever stay where they are and then move all the other ones around in the building. The only way logistically to do it in New York City, if it wasn't already built that way, is to like get rid of half your classes, right? So my daughter's school had seven kindergartens. You mm. would have three. 
and you'd have three first grade. So you'd have to have the amount of elementary yeah. school kids. So this is why it's right. never going to happen because right. there's already a wait <laughs> list afford it, from right. people who live across the street right. who can't get into the school. Um, public school so you'd have to have right because you have to free up all those classrooms for kids to now stay but then you'd be freeing up all those middle schools to create some fantastic new K through 8 schools right so that's what you'd have to do it would be a huge logistical commitment but people with younger kids don't want to travel outside their immediate neighborhood you know so if you opened up other schools but it would be the middle school in your neighborhood it would still be there right well you're saying do away with middle school right use it for another K through 8 right so now instead of all those giant middle school buildings, you have K through 8s throughout. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's inter- I don't know. It's definitely I, it, it's so, like, permanent. Like, these, these structures feel so permanent because they've always been that way. But what's interesting to me is there's a lot of elementary schools, certainly in this city and I know in other cities too, where the population has declined. And they stick middle schools in those buildings. They do. But they're not related. So that's what's even weirder is you have the six through eight school that might be the top floor of that mm-hmm. building, but has n- its own principal has nothing to do with the school below it. There's no guaranteed admission from one to the other, or it could be like mm-hmm. a really bad middle school stuck in a great elementary school. It just became space became free. So that, there's one of those on my corner. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a horrible solution. Instead of saying, let's expand this school to be K-8, through and I can see why principals would be like, I don't want to all of a sudden be a principal of a K-8. through Right. It's very um, different. It's very different. Are you yeah. actually going to give me teachers, the funding? Right. You right. need different teachers. And you need all different bathrooms. Like, there's yeah. logistical things you need for older mm-hmm. kids. Um, and then you could see how the first and second grade parents would be like, I don't want my kids in a building with sixth right, They'll be trampled by eighth right. graders. Because everyone looks so big to you, right? Yeah. Until mm-hmm. your kid's the seventh and eighth grader and they look so little to you all over again, <laughs> you know? You know, I mean, I think it's one of those things that change change on that scale is so hard. Yeah, it's not going to happen. We're sitting yeah. here talking. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not, it's it, not happening. It, the only way it can happen is in new buildings. And yeah. I think that... And new thinking. Right, new thinking. But if you could start to say, okay, the new schools we're building in this city are going to be K through 8. This is how we're structuring it. It's better for everybody. We're starting the school day at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's better for kids. Like yeah, all let's this, just fix all, all of the problems. <laughs> no homework. Right, right. No iPads. <laughs> Dream school. No iPads. That's a great article that came out recently, too. Um, but it even did say that grades and test scores were better for the kids mm-hmm. also, even in the 6 to 12 schools I than guess it in gives the them more confidence, eight. right? It makes hmm. them more confident in what they're doing. Yeah. 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 I think, and you just maybe have less... That initial like new building, where am I going to find everything? That whole that it takes a good month of out of the yeah. first month of school of just learning all yeah. of that. And I don't know, it's interesting. And you're talking about sleep. I don't know if this is true everywhere, but my kids definitely had to start getting up way earlier when yes. they went from element elementary to middle school. So if you keep them all in the same school, maybe it delays by a few years that jump to a really early start. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it probably would, or unless they stagger, like, the middle school coming in and the elementary school kids coming in. But, like, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's logistical ways to do it. But when you Busting wouldn't research, let you do that. So maybe maybe, right, maybe here it would start. work, but everywhere else it would yeah. everybody would right. be busting at the same time. But it does seem really sad to me that everyone agrees that middle school is awful, and yet we can't <laughs> right. do anything about it. I'm sure everyone listening to us is nodding their head going, yep, middle school just sucks. <laughs> 
Kids are not happy. I know. When I posted this article on Facebook, I had so many responses. People like, yes, let's get rid of it. Oh, my God. My kid had the worst time. Oh, my God. My kid was bullied. Oh, my God. Like, it was just, there was no one who was like, that's a horrible idea. My kid loved being in sixth grade in a brand new building. And I wonder if there's a difference between neighborhoods. Like, I know there were some neighborhoods back in Buffalo where, like, you just went from your neighborhood elementary to your neighborhood middle school. It was all the same kids. Um, so it wasn't quite as new as opposed to in New York where it's like a whole search and you're not necessarily going with the same kids. I wonder if that impacts things. I don't know. Well, that's my, exactly oh, yeah, why we that's moved. What you had. That is exactly uh-huh. <laughs> because, you know, in fourth grade or third grade, I started realizing, okay, I need to start looking for a middle school. And it mm-hmm. could be, you know, we were in Brooklyn. I worked in the city. My husband worked in Washington. You know, it was going to be my fifth grader, not very street savvy, getting on a subway by himself going somewhere. And it terrified me. I grew up in Manhattan and it was great. You know, I could do it. But he didn't have that kind of street sense built in. And that is the main reason we moved. And I will never forget. I think I've told you guys this. We drove, you know, we were in Ridgewood. We looked at the school. They had great schools. I looked at the high school. I looked at the middle school and I said, I don't have to do a thing, no matter, <laughs> even if he fails. That is My tempting. son is going to that middle school and that high school, and I never have to think about this again. And all the kids from elementary school, so the way it worked was there were six elementary schools in town, three fed one middle school, three fed another middle school, and then, so they were all together, and then those two middle schools fed the high school. Right, so there's it. still a lot of change. Yeah. That's a lot of new kids when you have three schools coming oh, yeah, together. That's true. It's a lot okay. of new, and it's a, was a big building with lockers and changing right. and getting from one end to the other. Yeah. But I mean, Matt said he loved it. My cousin's daughter, they're in the suburbs um, in Michigan, and she absolutely hated middle school and had a horrendous experience. And it was the same thing. She went with her elementary school, another elementary school, but it, it was, it was just. They went from this really nice, you know, small elementary school combining with these other all these other elementary schools into one middle school, and it was a horrible experience. I think particularly if you're small. I think if you're a small, especially a boy, but even mm-hmm. a small girl, it's you're just the object of so much teasing and everything by the older kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, my daughters, when they were in middle school... It's so funny that the boys who were tall had like so much more status than the boys who were little just because they were tall. Because in middle school, that's like a thing because everyone's growing right. at different, at different stages. stages. I wonder if Jake experienced that. He was like a full head above most of his I'm sure he friends. did. I'm sure they all like literally looked up to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it, it is funny. And there's just, there's middle school is the funniest time. You just feel bad for them. They're like animals at the zoo. You just it's watch the them and you're like, it's so <laughs> awkward and weird and everything about it's bad and they smell and everything. So I okay, don't know. Okay, so you know what? After you say all that, I'm, I'm back to warehousing them in a building <laughs> for three years. It's sounding better and better. I don't know. I wish it could change. But tell us what you think. Tell us if your kids go to K through 8 or 6. I find 6 through 12 is very rare. I think it's either. I've like, never I feel seen like my, I've my never high school seen was 5th through 12th. So as a freshman, oh you didn't feel so tiny because there were fifth graders. Right. That's Those weird. poor little fifth graders. <laughs> they had to be somewhere else. No, it was it was all one big art school. And one big performing arts around. school. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we will be right back to talk about the Emmys, where most people are also short. Huh. <laughs> well, actually, which was exactly like middle school. <laughs> we will be right back. This week, we are brought to you by Kapari. If you're like me, the shelf space in your bathroom is precious real estate. That's why I'm excited to introduce you to a line of beauty products that's as great at multitasking as you are. Kapari. 
These are products that moisturize skin and hair, which Amy can tell you all about because Amy <laughs> keeps getting it all in her hair. I have a massive amount of hair. <laughs> Smells great, but without any sulfate, silicones, GMOs, and parabens. Instead, Kapari products are made with 100% organic coconut oil. Kapari makes great products like a coconut sheer oil, which is light and perfect as a facial moisturizer. I use it. I use it around my eyes every day. I haven't tried it on my face yet. Oh, the little bottle with the no. eyedropper? Oh, it's amazing. I've just amazing. been using the balm. I haven't tried the other stuff. I use it like under my eyes in the morning because it's really moisturizing, but it sinks right in. I love Okay, it. I'm going to try that. Try that. A coconut balm for intense soothing and smoothing of super dry skin. Yes. A coconut crush scrub that buffs you beautiful. My daughter's addicted. She, that was it. Like, I never saw it again. <laughs> and the coconut body glow gives you a natural all-over shimmer, also stolen by my daughters. I never saw it again. <laughs> Plus the original coconut melt, which I do oh, see. Wait, it's probably it, all in the same bathroom, right? No, they put that in their room oh. because, like, that's where they get dressed. So they literally stole it. The coconut body glow is in the um, in their bedroom, the co- the crush scrubs in the shower, like you do it on dry skin and then you rinse it off, which is kind of interesting. Um, and the coconut melt I keep in the fridge because yeah, it's too I hot in my apartment it, right now. It was okay today. I kept it in the fridge until last night, and then I took it out. And then you took it, it out. Going to be beast because it really is like it turns into a solid coconut oil, yeah. and then you turn, then you like mush it in your hands. It like it emulsifies back into an yeah, oil. It's really it's nice. So cool. Um, so Kapari searched around the world for an oil of the highest quality with a great aroma, which Amy will tell you because she can't. <laughs> that's why it's in her hair. She can't keep stop putting it on because she likes the way it smells. Even my husband likes it. A he non- actually noticed. He did? He did. That's really funny. A non-gritty texture that you can apply head to toe. Yep. I do too. I put it on my split ends, which I didn't today. And you can see like my hair is all fuzzy because I didn't do it. I'm not happy. <laughs> Say aloha to the best skin and hair of your life with Kapari. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash parenting to get 20% off your order. That's Kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash parenting for 20% off. That's a lot off. Mm -hmm. This stuff is good. Try it. Let us know what you think. Let us know if your husband notices or your wife notices. I don't know. (laughs) But it's good for men, too. It's super moisturizing. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. All right, we are back to talk about the Emmys, which were Sunday night. Um, if you didn't watch, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't even look at what the ratings were. I didn't see if anyone watched. I didn't watch all. I didn't watch it. But you know I don't watch TV. Right. I don't watch a lot of TV. I didn't watch much of it that night. I watched like the first half hour and then I had to watch the next day. So I watched kind of the whole thing. Like I was sort of making lunches. I was sort of (laughs) doing other things. Um, But so Jimmy Kimmel was the host. I'm going to say up front I don't really like Jimmy Kimmel. I don't like his I don't like his show. I don't like his stupid kid tricking videos i think oh, I he's hate funny but like i don't like him he's not i don't shoot i don't watch any late night people but i don't like him um but he did a really good job he did. i thought he was I great thought he was one of the funniest ones in recent yeah, memory i did too i thought he was like the perfect mix of first of all he's like from tv which yeah. is better he hit the right like you know acknowledgement of the absurdity of sort of everything yeah. about the whole thing um there were just a couple people who got crazy crazy worried when they um heard that he oh my god I have to see (laughs) my producer just handed me the second consecutive year that the Emmys has drawn its lowest telecast ever (laughs) breaking news wow and we thought it was great what's wrong with you people (laughs) 
Oh my god! You don't have to break his phone <laughs> over the news report. I think that's because nobody watches anything. Like that's an the awesome Oscars producer are down. who listens to I know, what we're saying. Actually, gave so that to us. Oh well, Jimmy Kimmel didn't help the. <laughs> okay, enemies. but is that? Wait a minute. Is that because it's measured uh, by how many people watch it versus how many? Like if you DVR yes. it and watch it later, and isn't it, that just how it people are in a shifting? Certain amount of time. I forget what it is, but like if you watch it within, you know, a certain yeah, number of hours for the VOD. Yeah, but I doubt people watch the whole thing on yeah. demand. I think people just watch snippets online of what they want to see. Yeah. I don't think people sat there and watched the whole three-hour show on demand when you can't fast so forward. I wonder if it was just not good or if it was just that people don't watch that way anymore. You know, oh, that they just Brian's got more information. More info. <laughs> Brian, come on, let's talk. It says um, the, the Oscars have hit an eight-year low this year and the Grammys mm-hmm. hit a seven-year low. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so no one's watching live awards. Yeah, no one watching. Yeah, across the board, no one cares about your live no awards show anymore. Um, which huh. I think may be a good sign because I think they're so self congratulatory <laughs> and weird. And oh, see, I maybe they can go like back it. to being like a dinner that's on the radio. Then we don't have to watch <laughs> that red <laughs> carpet the radio. thing. But I don't know. I I like it. I like I. It, I think that because it's kind of devi- designed to be this whole self-congratulatory thing, they should just do more of that. Just uh, go all in. Out. Yeah. So oh, I wow. love the Emmys because TV, first of all, TV is finally getting its due. Second of all, bazillions more people watch TV shows than ever go to the movies. But truly, like when a movie oh, yeah. does well and it's like, you know, six million people saw the stupid movie. But like, you know, six million, that's average for like a decent TV show like when you think about TV shows are like in your home in your living room these people become part of your life Mm -hmm. the cultural conversation in this country is all around TV no one talked about any of those movies that were nominated last year for Mm -hmm. best movie but Game of Thrones like Mm -hmm. you get on Twitter Stranger Things Stranger Things you know but even back Breaking Bad like whatever Mm -hmm. it is Sopranos like way back that the cultural discussion is around TV shows now it's not around movies movies Mm -hmm. The diversity in TV is way, way, way higher. Right. Women directors, women writers. What was his joke? The Emmys are so diverse that the Oscars are trying to say that they're friends with us. <laughs> yes. Um, so they're just TV's just much faster to sort of be on in the cusp of the cultural conversation and on the edge of what's changing in society way faster than movies are, which makes sense because movies take years to make and mm-hmm. they're much bigger budgets and a much bigger gamble. But that said, the Emmys. Um, it was definitely diverse compared to anything else mm-hmm. <laughs> that's out there entertainment-wise. Um, but I, there's still so many things like TV shows that most people aren't watching that won, which mm. I thought was maybe kind of refreshing in some ways. Like usually like Stupid Modern Family was winning every year. Like that show sucked, and so they changed the um, the Send voting. All emails right? I know. Rebecca you can change, me. but yeah, after the first. Maybe two years of that show, and then I it was hororable. It. And that right. was one of my only shows that I watched. Right, and, and it was horrible. It. It's trite and it's bad. Right. And then I and actually every used year to watch Parenthood, which I loved. Oh, and and too. like my favorite actress on Parenthood never even got nominated, and yet Modern Family every year. Yeah, you know, it was like oh that and happens. Over. So I think this year they changed the voting. And they let all members vote instead mm-hmm. of this. It used to be like you nominated a group of people who did the voting. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that is why they had really good people win this year who and never not win. all broadcast. Mm. Not all broadcast TV shows. Most That's, time broadcast TV shows don't win anymore, though. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, now it's really become, you know. The networks have dropped the ball on yeah. good TV. Totally. But that's why you had um, Jeff Bezos getting thanked in speeches. Yeah. Well, right. Amazon's <laughs> won, right? Transparency yeah. won for a yep. few years. But, um the woman who who's orphan black who plays mm-hmm. the lead in orphan black who plays 
eight different roles who hmm. should win every freaking year because nobody else does that. And she's so funny in her acceptance speech. She's like, I want to thank them for making a woman-centered show. And my husband and I are like, no, it's a you-centered show. You play every woman on the show. Like, but she's amazing. And like sci-fi shows never win. Like the fact that she won, the guy from Mr. Robot won. Yeah, that's cool. It was so cool, I'm right? Watch that too. And probably four people watch both those shows. I bad but when we talk about TV because it just makes me want to make a list <laughs> of all the things should. I want to watch. What do you watch? do all night, Andrea? I, you know, I, <laughs> I work. You know, by the by the time my husband and I have watched like the three or four political shows that we watch, and Jake he watched the watches them right along with us. You know, we're tired. We want to go to see. I stopped watching all those shows. I can't. I just can't. I can't stomach the. Oh no! Shows now anymore. we want them. And and John Oliver won last night. I he, know. John he, his Oliver show won. won. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so that was good. great. I'm tired of him too. It was the first year the Daily no. Show wasn't nominated. It's too much John Oliver. I mean, I love no. the show, but I, I, I like way. the. I like being. I like it being broken up into like a guest or a skit or. It's just. 30 minutes of John Oliver staring at the TV I'm all in with I'm all in with John Oliver and I loved the way he ended his speech because so many people had been interrupting the musicians like they would try to play them off and like there were five or six people who were just like no shut up I'm still talking (laughs) and the music stopped and they kept talking and John Oliver he talked for about a minute and then he said and could you please play me off because I've never (laughs) had to do this before (laughs) so then they started the music I I thought it was sweet I love him to death I think he's great he's great but I think the show has become too formulaic like the tangent thing the metaphor thing but it's a good formula it's too long it's enough though like it's as if a hamster, would it? Like, no, nope, like, okay, nope. I, I disagree <laughs> with both of you completely. I'm still madly in love with that so show. So let's talk about the red carpet, because that's as insipid and ridiculous on the Emmys as it is in the Oscars, yeah. as it is Supposed in the to Grammys. Be. <laughs> At least they didn't have the stupid manicure thing. Did they have the manicure? Well, that's that it. That, so oh, the manicure. That that's e? on E, I think. What? I didn't watch I watch that. That, where they make the women stick their manicured hands in. That's and, like, a little <laughs> Yeah, I don't watch that show. Okay, so can we just talk about Amy Schumer? Yeah. Because that's my favorite thing in the world, <laughs> right? Hilarious. Hilarious, okay? And I only watched a little bit of this, but, and I'm sure I know you guys heard, but when asked by Insipid Lady, what are you wearing? She announced who she was wearing, her gown and her shoes, and then she did this little dance and shook her butt and said, and an OB tampon. <laughs> and it was like the to most which awesome the thing insipid ever. insipid interviewer who looks like I guess she's terrifyingly frightening. Um, had no response. None. Like that's the problem. Like, <laughs> it was like she should have had. A, she didn't know what to do with that. Like you could. I'm sure the director's like, cut away. Cut well, away. they need somebody he, like Amy Schumer in that exactly. role who why can yes. have a good comeback. So yes. why don't they have that? They make such an investment in who's going to host the show that they'd be witty and smart and interesting. Right. Well, why that's why not? Joan Rivers was so good at what she did, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's she was why. the first to do it, and now yeah. they all just try to be her in like this because weird, you yucky don't want to politically piss anyone off because you're not going to get the interview next right. year. Mm. You know, but Joan Rivers wasn't afraid to do that. But they're just boring. You know what they should do? They should just say who they're wearing ahead of time and then just have like a little parade. I think they should have a little placard <laughs> that the publicist <laughs> should like put in front of them for the picture. Yeah. Valentino. Yeah, just have, no, or just Oscar do it on the Chiron on the bottom. Just have a parade. I just, I just, there was this whole, that whole thing at the Oscars where, you know, what was the hashtag? Ask her more? Something like that. Yeah. I, I just don't feel like the red carpet is the place for that. The red carpet is the place to ask That them is what, what the red wearing. carpet is, right? It's not a place to have a political debate. So no. Tim Gunn um, was also covvering the red carpet with the whole uh, like official ABC mm-hmm. people. Yeah, that's what I watched. And um, and so he just talked about the men because he was like, oh, I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so he talked about what all the men were wearing and like who was good. And of course, he's so nice. Like he didn't diss anyone. But 
It's hard to make your outfit look interesting and That's noteworthy what if you're a man. That's what he said. That's what he Terrence Howard looked fabulous. Yeah. Like, Are you sure it was it. Terrence? Oh, God. That was, <laughs> that was the other thing that on Twitter and on, I think on one, at least one TV broadcast, they kept misidentifying African-American yeah. actors. But I think um, it was Twitter. It was not on it ABC. Was Twitter, yeah. ABC. No, it wasn't. wasn't I didn't see it at all on ABC, right. but I heard a lot of talk about it. I saw a couple of tweets. I saw... But wasn't it like regular stupid because people those are on Twitter? Stupid kids. It no, it was the official... I, I'm going to have to find it now. It was like... like the, it was like CNN. Like the official feed of, you know, oh, some really? entertainment like channel. a 21-year-old intern, you know, who's like, let me do it. Let me do it. I'll tweet, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, speaking as someone who gets, like, uh, people of all color and genders mixed up all the time, I really feel for these people, but you have to get somebody in the chair who knows yeah, what why don't you have a Facebook thing in front of you with everyone's picture and everyone who's nominated and everyone who's presenting like it's not that hard because to get I'm a rundown I'm telling you when you don't have a professional person who knows these people doing it and you have a kid you get it wrong unless you have a really good kid like our kid reporter who's our red carpet reporter for the Tony Awards mm-hmm. so she none of the reporters know who anyone is because no one cares about theater uh, but, but she, she knows every single person so all the reporters <laughs> want to stand next to her because they're always like who's that and she's like that's the composer for a Christmas story <laughs> like she she knows every single person. She's so That's awesome. awesome. But so the thing about the Emmys that are interesting to me is that there's no real show. Like, you know how the Oscars, they do like the stupid best song right. stuff. So they'll have right. those. And the Grammys obviously is a show. Like yeah. The Grammys is the best show. There's nothing to do at the Emmys except, except give out the awards. Right. It's really strange. Oh, okay. Sorry to interrupt, but the biggest one, um, the one where Cuba Gooding Jr. and Terrence, ha- Terrence Howard were misidentified on Twitter, it was the official Twitter account of the Television Academy. No. Oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Fail. To be fair, Hashtag that person's probably fail. 80. <laughs> that person's probably not 22, but they're probably 90 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. That's man. okay. That's why the same well, person wins once. every year, right? That's why Candace Bergen took herself out when she she was on Murphy Brown, she stopped allowing herself to be nominated because she just won every year. And she's like, you're not watching anybody else. Like, uh, you're obviously right. just well, voting for me. I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus to death, oh, but she God. won for the fifth year in a row. I mean, is, has she really been the yes. top actress for five Have years? Have you watched Veep? No. Oh, me neither. It's so far superior <laughs> to any other sitcom on Veep television. Was over. It's still running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Her speech was awesome. It was the you best speech of the night. believe it when you're watching it. Like, even my husband, who could care less, like, who's so jaded, he, like, the other day, we literally just binge-watched all five seasons with my daughters, who were, like, peeing on the floor. Okay, it is so good. Okay, I need to start it this. It is so good. And it's good. funny? Because oh, I need beyond this. Well, her speech was awesome. She said that the show started out as satire, right. as political satire, but it's now a sobering documentary. That's the scariest thing because yes. you realize it's been yes. six years. So when and you start it, it's like, no, but it's exactly what's going on now. That's yeah, why you're yeah. like, oh my God. But she's so good in that. And this is so going off on a tangent because she's really acting. Like a lot of sitcoms, it's like, ha ha joke, ha ha joke, mm-hmm. ha ha she that character is so crazy nuanced and so insane that like she's amazing and that's not easy after so, you've been identified with another character for so oh for so long you long. Will never think of her as Elaine at all you wouldn't huh. even know she was the same person okay then I have so to how many to people on Twitter started sending condolences and tweeting about Richard Dreyfus dying why after he, her speech why because they, she said her father died. And everybody thought that the actor Richard Dreyfus. Oh my God! Was her father? I mean, hello, Twitter. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> yes. Stupidest thing I ever oh, heard of my life. People are idiots. People are such morons. Oh my okay. God! Richard Dreyfus just died. Well, maybe it'll bring Richard <laughs> Dreyfus back. <laughs> so we have to talk about the one thing that that um, angered 
a lot of my friends on Facebook yes. um, when Jimmy Kimmel made some allergy jokes. Yes. And one of them, I think, is defensible. The he, gluten he ta- one. No, no, no. The gluten one's the one is n- that's not defensible. Why? It was um, hilarious. Okay, see, I thought... Because in L.A., everybody has a gluten allergy. Right, but okay. That's so, why so it's funny. So here's the thing. There were two <laughs> jokes, all right? There was one about EpiPens. They were handing out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that he said his mom had made and the kids from Stranger Things were handing them out to the audience. It was awesome. It was a great bit. Um, but he mentioned that there were like 7,000 peanut butter sandwiches and they could only afford one EpiPen. So if oh, you have a funny. peanut allergy... Yeah. I'm sorry, that's right. funny. Because that's, that's a joke about the, the drug expense of yes. the... Yeah. So the one that, that I saw more people get angry at was... Um, when he said that people with gluten allergies were annoying, he he said, "Okay, raise your hand if you have a gluten right. allergy or something like that, so that we can identify who's annoying." Or right. which I'm one sure of their favorite celebrities funnier. is the most annoying? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's the one that most of the people I know took offense to because when their kids have life-threatening. Like re- it's not just like an intolerance, sure. right? No, I can see that because that's what people think. But when you are in LA, that is what it is. So, so it's I that was totally, like a joke for the room. Right. I yeah. could totally, yeah, it was, it was an a inside joke, joke. I will never forget going out to eat with my one of my sister in law's good friends who was an agent, and this was twenty years ago. So everybody ate gluten twenty years ago, and we sat down. We went to an Indian restaurant, and she said, "I don't eat anything white." And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? That is so L.A. Like, yeah. everywhere in L.A., everything is like, everyone's gluten-free Every because everyone's allergic. Right. And it's not, like, but a life-threatening thing. No. Right. It's yeah. not. They're just yeah. saying yeah. that it is. It's which just makes they all have it, eating right. disorders. It makes right. it more dangerous for the people who actually do yes. have the allergies because right. nobody takes it seriously. Right. I totally get it. And for the record, I thought both jokes were hilarious. Right. Um, oh, the second he but, said it, we were all like, yeah. oh, he's no, in no, such no. trouble. I, <laughs> I, thought, I thought they were both funny. I also saw the trouble coming. But my question is, should comedians be held to a different step? Like, if Donald yes. Trump said something like that, or like somebody from the AMA said something like right. that, isn't that on a totally different plane than a comedian? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. But think that's a huge, long-standing debate: can comedians make rape jokes? Well, or can comedians, can comedians be politically correct? I mean, that's the whole point of being a comedian: is you're yeah, not right. politically correct. You're poking fun at, at you know certain demographics and people and yeah, life. Yeah. I mean, it did not go over yeah. that way on Facebook. Oh, get over yeah, it. Yeah, well, Sorry. get over it. Yeah, exactly. Get He's over a it. Email me. Get over it. At the yeah. Emmys. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it is what it is. Plus, it was such a throwaway line too. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's looking to have that's, righteous anger about. Well, something. that's what social media does. It takes a throwaway line and it makes it the focus right. for hours. Right. So. right. So maybe he'll give or a donation to the... I like killing Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> Rest in peace. All right. That's our Emmy Runda. Who did you think looked best on the red carpet? Oh, uh, you know what? Um, America Ferreira, I thought, looked amazing. Yeah, totally. I love her. Um, I, I love her, I love, too. I, I always love to see what she wears because... I love that she show. She does not have that show's also a really funny body. So I look at dresses on her and I can, you know, yeah. imagine them on a real person. Um, who else? There were some gorgeous dresses, but I'm bad with remembering who's I thought wearing Sarah what. Paulson in that green even though like the half boob thing was like a big thing <laughs> she oh oh yeah with the two little strips yeah. on her dress she was gorgeous she was amazing the fact that she brought marcia clark mm-hmm. as her date was like the best Super thing cool. ever um and the the oj jokes that came out of that were hilarious. i have to watch that i did not <gasps> you didn't watch i watched the it? other oh, one I that was like the documentary it. but oh. i didn't watch that i didn't oh. watch the fictionalized oh it's one. so good Me so neither. i have to watch that oh, oh my husband the documentary was amazing the documentary so. was amazing and the documentary gave amazing context like if now that you've seen the documentary right. you're gonna watch the miniseries totally differently than i did because i watched the miniseries and loved it and then watched the documentary and got all this context that the miniseries t- 
didn't have about how things were in L.A. with race. Right. So that's an interesting mm-hmm. way to watch it backwards. Yeah, Sacramento yeah. is incredible. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> I have a long list of shows to watch. <laughs> yeah. Make your list. Make your list. I would put Veep at the top, though. Okay. And, All right. And I'm going to. Jake, and I still, Jake will love it. I yeah? still need to oh, do Stranger yes. Things. It's hard to get him to sit down and watch. He won't watch Stranger Things with us. They're, Fiona loved it. They're 22 minutes. They're half hour. Veep is 22 I'll, minutes. If, if he oh. will watch... The Daily Show. I mean, it's that brought okay. to life okay. to such a degree that it's like I'll just slip it in with all the political shows. Yeah, like we finally never noticed. <laughs> he he used to just watch the comedy ones, but now he sits with us for Rachel Maddow. Mm. So we're pulling him in deeper. All right, get him in there. He can sit and hang with my mother all day because she wants. <laughs> I think she has MSM NBC on the entire day. Her and my husband better um, than Fox. Oh yeah, well that's a different story. That's that's okay. the other side of my family. All right, um, we will be right back with our bites of the week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Okay, we are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy's Amy? dying to talk about hers. Amy <laughs> oh my wants God. to marry hers. My husband was making fun of me because I wouldn't stop talking about this this morning. <laughs> Um, so I got to review this this Wi-Fi router system called Eero. It's E-E-R-O. And it's, like Eero Saarinen? Does it look I, like a little Saarinen <laughs> No, house? it's actually Chair. really cute. Like it doesn't look like a pretty. router. It doesn't look techy. It looks like a little Apple product. It's it's really adorable. Um, and what it does is it makes this, this, this Wi-Fi mesh in your house that no dead spots. Um, everything is fast. Uh, I now you have to understand that I live in a very narrow four-story house where Wi-Fi is a nightmare, and I have spent literally years setting up a complicated system of extenders so that our entire house is covered. But as you walk through the house, you're constantly having to switch from one one uh, right. network, network to the other. With the Eero system, it's all one network. It's going to switch it automatically. Oh, that's cool. But it's not like. A, technically a different right. network. You're just switching from device to device as you move around. So that part is absolutely amazing. Um, the setup was incredibly, f- I mean, in 10 minutes, this, wow. it, the entire, my entire house was set up in 10 minutes. There's an app. That, now, one word of warning, the only way to set it up is through mm. the app. So you need some kind of device that can get online and get the app. Um, but it leads you through everything. You know, you just keep swiping through the directions. It's super clear. It's super easy. You do not have to be techie in the least to set this up. All you have to do is plug it into your modem and, cool. and it takes it from there. But the third thing, and the reason that I really wanted to mention on this show, is that the parental controls are so incredibly easy. So what you can do is you can set up a profile for each member of your household. And you can assign the devices in your house that go online to those profiles. And then let's say that you want all of the kids' internet to shut off between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. You can just schedule it to do that. Or what if you told your daughter that she needs to clean her room and she can't use her computer (laughs) until she does that? You can just hit a pause button on her profile and it pauses the internet until you unpause it. It's super genius. And that's through the app. Through the app. It's so easy. It's so intuitive. If you have like a device like an Xbox that everybody Mm -hmm. uses, you could just set up a profile for the device. So you could just like pause. It's it's fantastic. Amazing. I'll I'll have a full review. How much is it? It's... Depends on the size of your house. Like my house needed three, so that would be four hundred and ninety nine dollars if I had bought it. That's if you need bad. one, it's one hundred ninety nine. And I think like most New York City apartments, 
would probably be fine with one. Um, two would be $349. I think most houses could probably be covered with two. And I've got a full review up on amyeveraffter.com. So you can cool. look forward Great. That. I'm going to read it. Yay. Andrea. All right. So also techie. So, you know, everyone's talking about the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus and the Samsung Note 7 recall. And, I mean, these are really expensive phones. Really. To blow up. Expensive. <laughs> yeah. That's just light on fire all of a sudden. So I uh, am recommending everyone take a look at a new line of phone from Motorola. And Motorola makes some really cool phones. Um, the Moto Z line, and it's um, it's a line of phones. They're much more affordable. They're like three fifty to four hundred dollars for an unlocked phone. Hmm. So I could have taken it to Europe with me and put in any overseas SIM card right. and just used it. Wow. Um, same, you know, it's all the the Android features. Um, fully 5.5-inch screens, you know, great battery life. But they have a new one that they announced at IFA, the tech show I was at two weeks ago, the Moto Z Play. And here's what's really cool about them is they have what's called Moto Mod accessories. So you've got your phone, and then they have accessories that kind of snap on with a magnet, just kind of snaps into place. Oh, I love magnets. They've got a Kate Spade battery pack that Ooh. you just snap on, so cool. it looks really pretty. It provides an extra um, full battery charge. A JBL speaker. So if you want to amplify the sound of your phone, you can do that. There's one that provides um, a light. There's one that's, um, you know, like a tripod. They just they just all snap on and become different things. But at IFA, they announced a mod that was a Hasselblad camera. Wow. I mean, what? A Hasselblad camera that's with crazy. 10 times zoom capability it's the coolest thing we'll post a picture i took lots of pictures and again you just snap it onto the back of your phone you hold your phone and it's like you're shooting a Hasselblad camera that's insane wow. unbelievable so that's their latest mod uh to come up and they have a whole line of accessories really cool and we'll put a link to where you can get all of them neat yeah, that's you know, cool. Her bite reminded me of my favorite thing that I saw on Twitter last week. It was, um, so the iPhone 7 doesn't have a jack and the Galaxy Note 7 literally explodes is the perfect metaphor for this election. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. God. Um, so my bite this week, so there's a podcast called Note to Self. It used to be called New Tech City, I think, but it rebranded as Note to Self. It's a WNYC uh, podcast and it's about technology and like how we live and whatever they did a four-part series called taking the lead where they follow these two moms who started a tech company for moms but their one was a full-time working mom one was not one was a stay-at-home mom looking to like work in they both have young children and they start an app that is meant to make life easier for working moms so it follows through four parts their journey of like going to Silicon Valley and meeting with others and like trying to create an app. But at the same time, they're creating this app to help moms create work-life balance and have no, and have work, no life work life balance because oh. they're creating this app. <laughs> so it's it's so good. It's like it's a great four-part series. I'm only on the third one, but it's how do you find these things? You find you know, all I of know. these niche. <laughs> I listen to so I have like unsubscribed actually from a bunch of podcasts lately that I have just not ours. No, okay, <laughs> but I've just stopped like the even Mark Marin WTF like most of the time now. I haven't he hasn't had a guest on that I've been interested in, in a really long time. This American Life got kind of boring for me. I'm like because I've been listening to it for like 20 years mm-hmm. and just the formula. But so I just started poking around for new stuff and 
I had listened to it when it was New Tech City. I stopped listening to it when they rebranded. Um, it's just a really good storytelling. They actually had a great one on sexting also a couple weeks ago. When hmm. just like actually when we did just last week, they did a different, very different story on sexting oh. where they followed a real story in North Carolina that I also recommend parents listen to because it's bananas. All right, we'll find a link to that because I'll just tell you that you are in the same law in New York. At 16, you can be tried as an adult. Mm. But if you're under 18 and it's a picture of you, you're considered a minor. So you can be tried for possessing child pornography of as yourself. an adult. Wow. Of yourself. You will be charged oh as an adult God. for child pornography for having a nude picture of yourself on your phone. That's so I can't even. Insane. It's a crazy. We should get someone on to explain like the whole law yes. to us. Someone uh, should explain it to even the lawmakers. Right. Um, so this happened in North Carolina and it's an unbelievable story and it's worth listening to with your children I mm-hmm. think because they talk about how sex ed also has no discussion of sexting and how this has to become a discussion and it's a great whatever it's a great discussion about like the fear of teenage sexuality in general and why are these laws and whatever but anyway this four-part series about the moms is so great and i think particularly for all moms who are trying to balance work family life um you don't have to be a tech startup person or it's really about i mean they've interviews with their kids who are like why aren't you spending any time with me anymore i mean it's like it's so good it's heartbreaking um why do you like work more than me oh Oh, it's awful so anyway it, it digs down deep and it digs down deep into even when women are doing all this they're still the primary person making the doctor appointments doing all this stuff and how is this ever going to change and i know this was our last topic but on the emmys uh tina fey said in her acceptance but she was doing another award but she had won an award the weekend before at a ceremony that she couldn't be at because her daughter's birthday party was back in new york right you know it it and i love that she said it yeah you have to say it i think it's funny i don't think women want to be asked it and pigeonholed into like mm-hmm. what are you doing as a mom but they right. want to say it yeah it's a there's a difference they right? want they want to make right. let other people know that it's okay it that happens it's okay. that's life that you know chelsea clinton doesn't need to be at her two-year-old's first day of oh school oh my god that was so stupid although i did wonder why her why her husband needed the nanny and i totally did i totally <laughs> judged him i think because the baby was there too maybe i don't, I don't know. know i totally judged him i'm like maybe because chelsea can't... didn't trust him i don't know but <laughs> I because i do know I women thought, who are like any... okay you can go but the nanny's going but with you I, what I thought all i thought was why couldn't he handle taking the kid by himself yeah, when people hear yeah. that my husband used to fly with our kids down to Florida twice a year when they were like, you know, one and four. They couldn't believe it. They're capable. I mean, he was sitting there looking at his phone. I was like, dude, you're so would I be next walking next to the nanny. Take your stupid kid to school yourself. (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's another topic. (laughs) Yeah, that's another topic. Totally totally judging the dad. (laughs) That's what all I have to say. Step up, dude do some laundry all right <laughs> that is what that podcast is about somehow they're she feels terrible because one of her kids gets sick of course while she's away and like she feels terrible that her husband has to deal with it but if it was the other way around right. she would have just he felt like a poor- like a- yeah. yeah so anyway listen up um that is it for us today you can all the dads can send me the hate mail about her <laughs> husband not taking the stupid kid to school by himself um facebook.com slash parenting bites we have links to everything we talked about including that picture <laughs> and on uh, parentingbites.com where you can find all of our show notes and everything we talked about today twitter hashtag parenting bites and on play.it where you can find parenting bites and all of our podcasts and on itunes rate subscribe please leave a comment share tell it. your friends yeah share it tell with your, your neighbors share it on facebook tell strangers <laughs> grab strangers phones and make them subscribe that's yeah. what i do at parties it's fun um that is it quite the icebreaker until next week (laughs) happy parenting